This is JFM Podcast. beautiful morning to you then thank you so much for choosing j101.9 fm you're on to the show let's talk your political and current affairs program that brings to you information and tries to keep you informed and keep you abreast with the things happening in the country today making it the 31st day of july 2023 um today which is actually monday and uh, the ministerial nominees will file out to ready to face um their long probably torturous walk to becoming ministers designated and they are greeting by the Senate which would take this to the end. Other names would be added to the list before um, the inauguration is done properly. Um, a lot of controversies have come up with the names of people on that list. A lot of people have reactions. A lot of people have said um, it's still the same recycling of the same old people and when do we have the youth taking over and also the percentage of women who are on that list too. A lot of um, reactions there. Well, welcome to the show. My name is Abigail Seaman. Good morning. I'm not alone. I'm joined by Mikael Misi. Mikael, lovely morning to you. Good morning, Abigail. Good morning to our listener. Um, the list, while a lot of people have talked about the list, which is important that we talk about, I think the, the part of this conversation that got me thinking and got me worried was when Femi Bojabi Amila made mention of the creation of other ministries, possibility of the government creating other ministries to ease the burden of some ministries. And the biggest question is, if we say we want to cut down the cost of governance, if we say that, according to us and your report, about reducing a lot of ministries and merging them because so many times some ministries are, the job they do are not are not so hectic for them to have their own ministries. Mm. If all of this conversation had been had before and we thought that there would be some kind of merger in ministries, why create new ministries? Second question, if you create new ministries, do they get new employees all over again? Mm -hmm. These new employees, are they going to be added to the budget? This budget, is it from the old one? All of this, especially financial parts of it. Mm -hmm. And the third question is, the ministries you are going to be breaking up into different other ministries, are they ineffective because the responsibilities on them are too much or because people are not doing their job? It's not news that in Nigeria... A lot of ministries have people who do not work but get paid. Yeah. So is it a function of they have too many responsibilities, so we need to break the responsibility down into smaller ministries, or that the people who are charged with the responsibility of doing those jobs are not doing them? I believe that in a country where we are going through the things we are going through, yes, yes, need for effectiveness. Yes, yes, need to break things down sometimes for us to have a lot more effectiveness and a reduction of the bureaucratic bottlenecks we've seen a lot of times with Nigeria. But there are, a, there are easier ways to do them without spending more money. There are easier ways to do them without going at the easy surface solutions. And for me, that's the biggest question. Why should we break ministries down? Uh, one of the ministries they wanted to break down is Ministry of Education and break it down to three or four different ministries. And my question is, why? Why? We've there not been some, able to even maintain some one ministry. There are some ministries that are not so necessary. Hmm. Let's let me let's just before we guys into this conversation. The Ministry of Education has a, a lot of 
responsibilities under them. Tertiary yeah. institutions are mm. under them. Primary schools, secondary schools. My question is, the crux of Nigeria's primary school education rests with the states. Like the, the core of it rests with the state. I don't personally don't think federal government should be involved in primary school education. Basic education should be left for the states to handle themselves. Because even out of secondary school, too. right? So imagine you let schools be handled by states. It means that ministry is of the ministry of, uh, of this thing of education. education. So there are. I think there are smarter ways to do this. I think that we would have to find ways to cut cost of governance. Again, it also brings back the conversation where the president says, you have to tighten your belts because times will be hard, which I understand. Mm. But if the people at the top, if those of you making the decisions for every one of us are not willing to make those decisions that would affect you and your friends and families involved, my question is, why should we be the ones to bear the brunt of your decisions? If we are going to be tightening our belts, then you too should tighten, tighten your belt. belt. Everyone there should. should. Be in the cost of what we are paying for sometimes, to be honest, very done-done things. But hey, welcome to Nigeria, where the head tells the tale to do the work why the seats and eat the money. Good I'm morning. All, good morning. I'm actually actually of the opinion that even some ministries should be scrapped because we really do not see the effectiveness of such ministries. For example, um, I don't know if the Ministry of Environment, if they're really even functioning, as, functioning. They, as they should. Let's they be really honest. If they are, there are they other are ministries that I've also, I've also looked and I'm like, is there a need for this ministry? There are some ministries that can be merged together and they would still perform the function. There are ministries that over three of them can be merged together to get the work done. But well, if I'm, if I'm, sorry, if I'm going to be a party pooper, there's a possibility of extending these ministries first to give people more jobs, friends and families. Ministries I like the fact that you said friends and family. <laughs> ministries will also need committees in the reps and senates to oversee. Because ministers cannot just didn't oversee us. We, so again, there, there are different layers to this thing. I might be a party pooper. I might just be a, contro, a controversial theorist. But my question is: the ministries we are breaking up are they ineffective? Are they ineffective? Are the people ineffective? Are the people in? It's possible. You know, do you know why we we echoing your questions because I think Nigerians should be able to we answer. answer. We, we know the answer. We have a, Nigerians should we have be able to answer. Education that came out to say he had no idea what what what, what, what the Ministry of Education what, meant, what, and he has been there for what? Yes, yes. he spent eight complete years not so, knowing. So if that ministry wasn't effective, is it so much about the person not being effective or the ministry having too much responsibilities? I feel, I think, well, you have to figure out the head. But to help us look into all of this this morning, Mr. Santos Larap is right here. A lovely morning to you and welcome to the show. It's good to have you. Yeah, good morning and good morning to our audience. Yeah, good morning. So I want to get your perception, first of all. You've seen the ministerial list. What do you make of the persons on this list? Uh, we've seen the likes of uh, ex-governors, even ex-ministers still making the list in 2023. Uh, what do you make of the person? on those lists or on that list thank you very much for having me on your show this morning and like i said good morning to all of us uh when you begin to talk about the issue of the ministerial list mm. a lot of comment commentaries have also gone around as to the ministerial list but again what is the big analysis of this list that we've seen mm. the first question that comes to mind is to ask are nigerians still backwards mm. the second is that are these the best breeds we that have. we can bring to the table? Mm -hmm. The third is that of what benefit are we repeating people who some of them have failed completely over time? Mm. Others would even serve as neophytes when you come to. And I make these comments with all due sense of responsibility in the sense that when you talk about a ministry, 
how many of them do understand the workings of the bureaucrats? Mm. If you're bringing out a minister to govern over a ministry, what is his understanding of that ministry you're going to place him into? And I ask, profile all of them. You'll find out that, of course, you might get maybe one or two based on the list that has been sent out that you can now place as being competent if their ministries would be a fit for purpose, yeah. i.e., that is round pegs in round holes. But again, you find out that from the whole of the list, if you run an analysis, you first see issues of social infrastructure. Mm. And when I mean social infrastructure, I mean social attachments. And when people rejoice in terms of the fact that now, I also take it to our sisters or the gender, our female gender, mm. in the sense that the list, yes, there is an increase in the number of female ministers. But again, how many of them over time have been advocates of the women folk? Mm. Rather, you find out that there are attachments to individuals, which with time, we would get we to know discover. this kind of social infrastructure. Yeah. That bringing them close would mean business for them as usual. The second part of it is that how many of them are technocrats who do understand the technocratic practice over time and have the exposure, the experience, and the education for a fit for purpose. The third is that you also need intellectuals. Because you cannot govern a society with only a one-strand kind of look. That's very true. The vista must be multi. Mm. So here you have a list of people. Governors, is it a Bagudu? Is it a Wike? Is it an Erufai? Mm. And worse still, people without integrity. I cannot say and not do what I want to say. Mm. If over time that has gone viral, the same Wike stood in a public glare to tell people that he is not going to be minister, and yet, out of his desperate nature, has gone back to fight even when the SSS, DSS, as they call themselves, mm. had rejected that he wasn't going to be screened. It became a raccourse thing with the president. Mm. So is it out of fear that Mr. President is now placing Wiki on the list, on the list despite the refusal of the DSS? Has he been able to profile and look at the DSS's recommendation? Mm. Why they refused to... Why not also bring back the Granduji? Now they've also transferred Granduji okay. for, again, the political thing. Mm. Then you also look at the list, you find out that it's all about political compensation. Should ministerial positions be plat platforms for compensations? So there are so many questions, and in the analysis, you find out that, of course, if you're going to do a summary of this list, mm. you find out that Nigeria is already endangered. Mm. Endangered, and the functionality of the ministries, like you started the analysis, it's not about the unbundling. It is whether the ministries were functional. Mm -hmm. If they were not functional, will this unbundling bring functionality? Mm. There are, of course, obvious ministries that should be unbundled. Education is one of them. There is no business in terms of when you talk about state, yes, primary education is under the states and then local governments. Mm. So even in terms of the federalism, secondary education is also under states. Tertiary education at all levels, you find out that they have their central regulators is it about those who coordinate colleges of education is it about those who coordinate polytechnics is it about those the institution that coordinates universities and you look beyond aspects of informal adult and non-formal education. education so yes education should be unbundled because leaving education to just one person and a minister of state who remains there and yet most of them do not even understand what education means mm. and they look at education from the lens of its commercial value rather than the lens of a service value, mm. you find out that dysfunctionality sets in. 
You look at the Ministry of Transport. Why should you cluster the whole of transportation under one ministry? Is it about land transportation? Is it about air transportation? Is it about waterway transportation? And as it is, how many other aspects do you have and how functional should they be to make that ministry functional? So for me, yes, creating more ministries, merging others is key. When you talked about environment, the world over, mm. environmental issues are already challenging issues. So yes, a ministry of environment is important. But again, the Ministry of Environment, what, are going, what, what clearly will be the roles and responsibilities of that ministry? Is it about matters of sustainability? Is it about matters of the climate change and the rest in terms of what we're all facing for no cost of ours? Yep. And then America and the U.S., uh, sorry, America, that's the U.S., and China, who are, based on the industrialization, have depleted the layers. Yeah, ozone layers, yeah. And we are all suffering from it. Is it about floods, water? It's the same body of water all over. Mm. Is it about the heat of the sun? It's the same heat, the same sun. So for me, I think that yes, but let me hope, like you said, that he's not just unbundling for friends and partners because already he has shown it on the list mm. and it's quite unfortunate that even when you are tilting, you should get functional people, people with minds that would move this country. And I tell people there is no family that you don't find good people. There is no village that you don't find good people, quality persons. So you cannot be restricted and rely with the old folks, those who have destroyed. And I pity Mr. President, mm -hmm. because having an El Rufai on that list, on a ministerial table with Mr. President and having a wiki, you know what that means. Mm -hmm. These are gangsters. Mm -hmm. And I say it clearly. They're here, I will say it worse than what I'm saying. They're gangsters because they've shown it. And there is no way they would not want to be on the list. For what purpose, they should be asked. So for me, of course, you can give a one-third in terms of one over three mm. in terms of the quality of persons on this so-called list. list. Mm. But two-thirds are misfits. So if the two-thirds are misfits, do you think that the president was um, in a hurry to, to prepare this list due to the fact that he was only giving two months, unlike the previous administration that took six months to get their ministerial list done? For the president, was he rushed? Do you think he was rushed into this? Do you think that he didn't think it through? Do you think he didn't get counsel from anybody before putting out the names of these people? I've said this times over. When you're vying for an office, you're vying for a purpose. Hmm. You won't be in office and then begin to tell people that you're thinking of what to do. So what's the vision? Who are your most immediate circle? You should have them on the fingertips. Yeah. Who are those that, of course, you would want each state to give you three names and no state should determine who you appoint for as long as you have a list. So you came into governance and then the law also guides. You cannot wait as Mr. President for over 60 days. Yes. Mm. That's why he rushed it. Mm. So if in 60 days you cannot get a quality list, we should ask Mr. President if he's ready for the job. Mm. If he was initially ready. Even as of now, mm. we're is still asking, still, it's an ready. ongoing question. Yeah, Are you still ready? ready? Yeah. Can you do what you have or you just want a name? So for me, Nigeria is still playing the ostrich. And we're allowing people who should be guided to guide us. Mm. And you find out that it's not only to Mr. President, but in very many states. Even the list that you see in various states is either the daughter to, or the friend to, or a girlfriend to, or for God's sake, a boyfriend to, where you have... But the truth about it is that if they are qualified, fine. Mm. If they can do the job, fine. But not because of clannish patronage. 
not because of political patronage not because of and that is why you see issues of inclusivity issues of diversity management mm. issues of equity play out in managing society because those are clear people's skills as a leader you must be able to understand it's not about your party and you can imagine looking at the party the list mm. you have almost how many persons who are governors what were their performances in their states yep. how did they manage people so it's not about building areas yes of mm. course you can give a five yeah a part on the back for some kind of developments uh, developments mm. in kaduna but how did he manage the relationship of people in kaduna he divided people using religion he divided people using ethnicity he divided mm. people who used to be one and built kaduna a product of what he wasn't there when kaduna was built as the northern capital mm. if you look at wiki of course you cannot query wiki with infrastructure in rivers if yes. you've been to rivers mm. you will know that of course he was a goal getter but again, now as it is, what is he bringing back on the table if he's given a ministry? He was one time education ministry, minister, as in minister of state education. What did he do there? And then today, what are you going to give him? Are you giving him petroleum? Are you giving him walks? Uh, Niger Delta? Are you mm. giving him walks? Mm. But again, the truth is, we should be able to look beyond the Rubicons. Mm. And the Rubicon is that you're patronizing me because of what? Because I'm your friend? Am I fit? If I'm not fit, please take your job and give it to a person who is fit that is my enemy. I don't get, have a problem with that. But again, you see, if we keep running this country like this, we will first be slaves, start class in our country, mm. before becoming second-class slaves in our country, the way it is structured. And then a clique of persons who should also look at the country beyond self, but for public good, are the people who are looking at it, it's my turn, it is me who is there. And that's why you already begin to see the crisis. Is it within the APC? Mm. Is it within now the National Assembly? Even in terms of the ministerial screening? Yes. Already, we've started hearing the undertones of what would happen. Some of them would not go past that. Mm. And when you begin to profile people and say, because somebody graduated at the age of 19, and so what? Is age anything? It's just a number. It's just a number. It's, and then it's the circumstances. Do, yeah. Has she also gone through circumstances that young ladies, those who have the stuff, have gone through? That she graduated at the age of 19, and so what? Does it mean? It doesn't mean anything to me. That you graduated at the age of 50 and so what for as long as you have something to offer and it will impact on society i would prefer to take the old person than because of course he has been exposed to things mm. but when people have been guarded like in a poultry you wake up every morning you give feed to the poultry to the chickens and the rest mm. and tomorrow they grow to size table size and you say this is the best kind of meat you get i would prefer to take a local chicken mm. because it understands the environment Moment. And the nutrients in his body is better for me as compared to that that is fed by. So for me, mm. it's not about where you come from. It's not about it's what you have to offer. What value are you bringing to the table? Mm. And today we see people, and that was why I made mention of the fact, how exposed are those lists? And then for women, my sisters, that yes, the number has increased. Mm. Where these ladies, part That's of... Awesome. Is it only about the resolution 1325 mm. of 30% in terms of government? Just to fulfill our righteousness. So in numbers, will they also do that? Or mm. they are also wives, they are friends, they are kids of those in the political class and mm. they keep regurgitating and returning themselves in a routine against what? A country that God has blessed. By all standards, we are the ones destroying our country. All right. You mentioned something, inclusivity, which I wanted to bring to your notice. Um, when we look down on the list, yes, um, a few people seem to have passed the quota of being young. Well, but majority of the people there look like um, people who should probably be retiring and resting and watching the so-called, and put it in, I'm going to put it in quotes because these people since 1999 has been saying um, 
the youths are the leaders of tomorrow, but we've never seen the youths given the opportunity to become leaders. And you just mentioned something, we saying if it's the person who has exposure, but um, for if someone to have exposure, you have to first put in there for him to be able to develop that exposure. For our country, Nigeria, which is very, very dicey and has its peculiarities, don't you think at this point we have youths who can actually be ministers and would actually put this ma- um, country back on the map and put it where it's supposed to be? When I make mention of exposure, experience, and education, mm. I normally do them deliberately in generic terms. Let me pick exposure because you mentioned it. Yeah. It comes in two forms. What's the informal exposure that you have? What's the formal exposure that you have? If you come to the informal exposure, it's broken into so many things. Yes. But let me also generalize it. What is the street knowledge you have as a young person? Mm-hmm. What is the other side of town that you understand, the formal knowledge that you have? So it's not about you being brilliant. It's also about your street knowledge. There's this song by... Uh, I think he's late now, Sound Sultan also. Yes. yes. Him and Two Face, mm. if I'm not mistaken. It was about thing. your street knowledge. Yes. And on the street, when you walk every day, you learn every day. Yeah. When you drive, you learn. You learn from the attitudes and the behaviors of people. But again, the question I throw back to ourselves, for those who are also giving them a pat on the back, that you're 19, you're 20, you're 40, what has been your trajectory? That today, if you ask, we also understand that there are people who, at 40, you find out that the struggles, not the hustle, they understand the lines between hustling and struggling. Mm. That hustling, everything goes. But struggling, only good things of good purpose will follow. So you do legit things. Mm. But again, you find out that when you come to education, that I am certificated, doesn't mean I'm educated. That's very true. Because, of course, informal education, have I sat with old people? That also gives me the plus of the exposure. Mm -hmm. Have I sat with young people? Can I handle toddlers? Can I handle kindergarten people? Can I handle children? Can I handle teenagers? That in itself gives you. And then in terms of experience, so that's why you see certificated people and they cannot defend their certificates. With all due respect to the percentage who can. Mm. But the truth about it is that we worship certificates in this country. We worship titles. And at the end of the day, you get disgrace by holding that title. And then you see the complex that comes with it. So when we speak about the three E's of knowledge, in terms of their composition, you keep unbundling them. You keep breaking them into the little bits. Is it about education? Is it about experience? Is it about exposure? And for as long as you lack these three E's, you're not knowledgeable. So we keep struggling until the day we die. And every day you learn. And I tell people, for as long as you think that you've achieved because you're certificated, go back to school. And that school is a school of streets. Understand how a woman who sells mace, the entire business of hers is not up to 2,000 naira. Understand how she feeds the family from that. Mm. Understand how she gets her profits. Understand how she goes into a thrift by saving daily. She's better than a multi-billionaire who just got, became a billion on people's taxes. Became a billion. Give anybody in Nigeria, anybody, the opportunity that you are giving an Otedola, you are giving a Dongote, you are giving an Ibeto, and you are giving all of these guys, Rabiu, uh, uh, Isaac Rabiu Andres, what's his name? Uh, Isaka. Give anybody just one day, he becomes a billionaire in this country. There's a country of billions, but you cannot also be giving tax free mm. heavens for people, and then you are taxing those who are downstairs. At the end of the day, we're just expropriating and exploiting those who are down. Anybody can be a billionaire. But again, it depends how much of that struggle 
if you look at those people on that list, mm. how much of that struggle has any one of them compared to yours? Mm. Is it about America or you have gone through over time? You wake up, what time do they wake up? What mm. have they done? They've been backed, most of them, all their lives. So their trajectory is a trajectory of being lifted by people, their parents, the friends of their parents. and the rest. So it's not about their age, it's not about their certification. All right. Um, my, my question to you is the ministerialist, as well as the commissioners here in the state, but let's stay with the federal level here. A lot of criticisms has come up about the character of some of these people. One person on the list, um, um, San Danladi, was accused. Not accused, he was in the past, you know, sacked by the court, sacked by the Senate. And people have said that if you are going to put a person like this on the list, is it a smear on the president's ability to do proper research or is it because he believes that these people no matter how some would say terrible or flawed their characters are are perfect fit for what he as a president wants to achieve uh, it's good that you also answer the question as it is i said what was the profiling of these people not only him there was also this message about one of the female yes on that list yes, yes. and again it shows clearly two things is either lack of profile research and profiling or the fact that they belong to the same clique. When you come to a government and then you come to a sphere where I am a chief, for instance, let me not say anybody, I am a chief, mm. and then I patronize my colleagues who are thieves, it becomes a government of thieves for thieves by thieves. So we look at them, each one of them. If I have a stain, you don't need to bring me on the table because already you would think that it's hidden. Oh, no, I've covered it. So if someone who has been told by the court of the land that this person at one point or the other was indicted and you're still patronizing me to be minister, and then you give him a ministry that you've given him immunity. So for me, I think that if you begin to go into the nitty-gritty research or profiling of these candidates, you find out that very few of them will survive that list. I was going very to, few of them. I was going to ask you, yeah. in, in selecting ministers or yeah. appointments, which is most important credibility or how knowledgeable you are in delivering the job is, the, your, is your character as important as your ability to do the work the first thing you look at is that there's a baseline in terms of a requirement of you being a minister for instance let's say in terms of education but again let me answer the question from the rear the first is that your character matters your competence matters and then your credibility and from the credibility you also find that it brings in the capacity in terms of are you qualified if you're not qualified for instance the basic list is even for political office holders yes is that it's ssc for instance and then each follows so what is the qualification that goes with that are you going to be a degree holder do you have a degree the profiling so the baseline is a degree it's just like voting 18 years so there must be a requirement in terms of and as it is now you find out that if you take this template and want to assess these people on the table, of course you find out that there will be gaps. Mm. And if there are gaps, the willpower now comes in. Is Mr. President a willpowered person? Or those around him are also patronizing and building their own structures. Because you cannot only blame the president, but because the bulk stops on his table, what reading, what capacity is his mind in terms of reading and understanding what was written to him? Is wanting to write, is wanting to bring it, is wanting to read, is another thing the most important to understand what you're reading. So if you don't understand what you're reading, can you contextualize it? No. All right. The next question is, portfolio's attachment to names has been 
a very interesting conversation. Some people have said that if you are going to send a ministerial list or a commissioner's list, put your portfolios so we know what they are going for and we can scrutinize the kind of questions they send in to ask them. But in the words of Femi Kajabi Amila, he said that adding portfolios would sort of shoehorn the president into ensuring that certain people get those ministries. According to him, it is possible that the president may have a second thought during the screening process and might either want to change the persons or give them a different ministry. Do you think portfolios should be attached? And of course, what, yes. what advantage does he have in the screening process if portfolios are attached? Portfolios must be attached. It's not even should. Must be. So if you're appointing me and you're appointing me into a ministry of finance, am I fit for purpose? As an administrator, yes. Will I understand the things there? So portfolios must be attached because that would be the baseline for screening. So when you're screening as National Assembly is screening you, they will be asking you questions related to that ministry to seek out whether you understand what you're going to be ministering, the office you're going to be occupying. So the questions will not even come only in terms of professionalism, but it comes first from the lens of do you understand your country? Do you understand the ministry? Do you also understand how to govern people or minister people, uh, take charge of the ministry as an administrator? Because, of course, they'll tell you we have palm sex, we have directors, we have this. Yes. But if the directors and the palm sex of those ministries bring things to you, do you have an understanding of it? And that is why it's not just about you being head of a ministry. It's about you understanding the workings of that ministry, the organogram of that ministry, and then the duties, roles, and responsibilities and functions of that depart- those departments and then downline. That way you'll be able to say, no, this is good, this is not good. So the question is, yes, Ministries should be attached to names or portfolios, as you call it, because it is on the base of those portfolios that the senator, so-called, will clear you, screen you, and then give a pass. Where you don't pass, the whole public will say, no, this, is, this person is not fit. That gives the president a window to drop that person, even if he is, it will not be his own burden. Mm. It's the burden of the person. You want to be minister. They selected you to be minister, and there is no portfolio attached. So, okay, the other part is, of course, if you look at it, it's open. So what it means is that you should understand all the ministries and they're yes. still unbundling the ministries. Yeah. What time do you have to do that? If you're given a timeline and then it serves as a cost content, then the cost content should be read from introduction right to the conclusion sure. before you now examine me. Mm-hmm. So all the ministries are now the cost contents. So now that without portfolios, you want them to go and read. Do, Ministry of Finance, what do they do? Ministry of Agri, what do they do? Ministry of Agri. It's almost like telling them what they're telling them what they're supposed to do. Exactly. So for me, it is important to attach portfolios. My next question has to yeah. do with the screening process. I found I've, I've watched a number of screening processes in Nigeria, and if I'm not going to take sound on patriotism, take a bow. They're yeah. always taking bows. It's always taking a bow. <laughs> no, they don't always take bows. There are some bows and some questions. Okay. My next question is: Are senators? Especially given the peculiarity of our country and how they get into power. Are they fit enough to be the ones to screen people? I ask this question particularly from a simple example of the Senate president who, before he became Senate president, was embroiled in a lot of financial controversies. Of course, the courts cleared him. And if I'm going to be a pessimistic Nigerian, when the court clears a politician of financial issues, we know too many times it is not because they were cleared in the sense, but things had to be done. If these people who many of us, some will say we voted for, some will say they, were, they got their way into, do not necessarily trust their credibility as people, do they, are they fit enough to be the ones to screen other people to be ministries? Or is there a need to get some 
form of professionals. The same way you have in companies where we have HRs and we have special people coming to interview people for jobs. Are we, is it nice, is it good for the peculiarity we are in to have that kind? Or are ministers or senators rather the perfect fit to interview these people on screen? Them? Yeah, constitutionally it's their duty. And it's their right for them to interview, to yes. screen people. Mm. So constitutionally in a democracy, that's their purview. So fine, we can go across that until the constitution is amended as it relates to that. But again, if you're looking at it, again, just like we started mentioning, even in the ministerial list, you should be able to predict and know what will happen with those screenings. Number one, they would be doing it. It's The president is a, an APC member. They form the majority in Senate. So it's going to be on the basis that, no, you can go, you can go. Governors, where APC governors, immediate pass in their various states. Very yes. influential in the Senate. Correct. Some of them are senators and then as their colleagues. So not until they are given the ministerial position would they leave the Senate. So they are still senators. So, yeah. of course, they will do a comrade team, a spirit decor. Your senator, take a bow. So we will have this platform of party patronage, take a bow, and then we'll also have the platform of clannish patronage. No ethnic patronage, religious patronage for you people. And that in itself, all of those will be at the detriment of a country. Mm -hmm. So as you said, yes, the Senate president sitting now, already has immunity. Despite the fact that when he also came as Niger Delta, he was also a senator and then Niger Delta minister. Yes. yes. Embroiled in so many kind of things. Even mm. with, uh, what, what was the name of this ministry? That, uh, no, this establishment, that the guy came and was crying. <laughs> yes, I remember. Uh, it's an oil-related. Yes, yes, it's an oil-related ministry. Yes. As a GM, up till date, nothing has been heard of. Medicals cleared him of those charges. Yes. Uh, I don't know. But again, back to what I said. But I use myself and I said, if I am a thief and I patronize thieves, you know what kind of government it is. Mm -hmm. So now as it is, by the time you leave ministerialists, you come to Senate, you leave, go to governors, you go there. You begin to see the kind of government that we're in and the kind of government that is going to be run. You see the patronage system is, of course, let me patronize my own people. Mm. They can't say I am a thief. Mm. So we're all thieves in it. Yeah. All right, moving forward, and we've spoken about some of these things. So moving forward in the next, maybe, let's say, eight years from now, uh, what should we be expecting? Should we be expecting anything new? I want to be a very, very optimistic Nigerian. If uh, my colleague maybe for the just wants to be pessimistic, but let me be optimistic. Let me move on this other side of life. Um, for you, what do you think moving forward should be for us? If we're having ministerialists now, and there are a lot of re um, reactions to it, coming going forward, what should we be expecting? And for um, the screening processes, as we have said also, which bulk of the work is for the Senate to do going forward, as you have also suggested, unless the uh, constitution is amended again, um, but what should we be expecting even after, let's just say 2029? Yeah, uh, yes, just like you said, if you're not optimistic, of course, it's just like saying you want to die today. You, there's no need to live. <laughs> yeah. If you're pessimistic, that doesn't mean that you don't also believe that there are better openings in yeah. the future. Very true. But again, the hybrid of it is that we should all work on the same page to see how this country will be great. Mm. But the first question you asked is that looking forward, mm. the screening process shouldn't be left if the constitution is amended, it should be amended that the Senate will partner with those who will be chosen from various areas. In terms of, you can choose a team, a panel. Yeah. Of professionals. Or of experts. professionals. Mm. Experts in agriculture. All the ministries. Mm. Technocrats, 
professionals, intellectuals, those who also understand the open private business, those who are also legislators, mm. those who are also within the legal f- platform, and those who are politicians. And then even people, like it's just like the jury in the US. Mm. Yes. You go on the street and you pick people. The lawyers come and then you come and sieve them. That should be a template for screening ministers. Mm. So it will be all embracing, all encompassing, looking forward, but subject to the amendment and if the Senate would agree. Mm. So it's not going to exempt them, Mm. but they would give the confirmation finally if that panel does its job for various ministries. Then you will have good people because it will definitely be a panel and they can work multi-currently in terms of on the same day all can work because they are not interviewing the same persons. Mm. Then the second part is that yes, if you're also going to be screening them at Senate alone, you select professionals who are senators to be there and then you open the space for observers who will have the right to ask Ask questions questions. on those who want to be ministers. Wouldn't that be chaotic? What chaos? No. Everything there is order. The order is that you already have a panel. They would be interviewing them. While you're observing, you would have a space to ask questions directly on the person. Based on their answers? Yes. Mm. So... The third part of it is you should also subject those ministers, those who will be ministers, to what you call a kind of a screening exam Mm -hmm. where they would also take, even if it's an MCQ, multi-choice, on first, there's current affairs, do you know your country? How patriotic are you? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Understanding those other areas. That would help. Mm -hmm. But again, you're talking about looking forward. These suggestions are just now. But again, looking at the tribunals now, it will be too early to know whether this government would last for eight years. Mm-hmm. So as we also know, let's wait and hear what the subsidized kind of arrangement is because they are already at the, we're waiting for the first instance, court of first instance for the president. Yes. Yes. And then looking forward, we will now begin to look at the second instance court, which is the Supreme, Supreme court, court and a terminal one. Mm. Let's see how it goes because both ways, whatsoever way they go, of course, the other party would want to go to the Supreme Court. If they go this way, the, the party other, will go uh, to the Supreme yes. Court. If they go that way, the party will go to the Supreme Court. Court. Sure. So I think it's uh, rather too early. Let's wait and see how between now and the 15th will look like. My, my um, last question for you, for, for start taking calls. Mm. Yeah. There has been, prior to this ministerial list, the issue of Minister of State. Yeah. The former Minister, what former Minister of State, Fesos Kiyamu, had questioned the job of the Minister of State's in addition to the ministries already have. According to what we hear, the Minister of States are supposed to help to balance, you know, the spreading of ministers. Do you think Minister of State, of course, the President hasn't said anything about it, but the body language seems like that's something that will still happen. Is Minister of State a necessity in our current situation? Or is it just a waste of resources? Because Fedos Kiyamu said that many times Minister of States do not have a defined role they play. So it seems as though they are playing younger brothers to the ministers already in those ministries. In your opinion, should we continue Minister of State to help with equity and equal distribution of these things? Or do you think that that whole idea of Minister of State should be scrapped altogether? Uh- Looking at what they're doing now, based on uh, part of the breakout news in terms of unbundling ministries, mm. it has started answering the question. I don't know if they're thinking the way I'm thinking, but that also shows that once they unbundle, you find out that the aspect of minister of state, where you had conflict of rules yes. and also the clash of interests, would be weighed out. It will fade out. So almost every other person would be a substantive minister controlling 
a particular ministry is it humanitarian affairs now when you have a human development ministry because if you look at the list you clearly see is it education once you have education sure. advanced tertiary mm. is a substantive minister then you have basic and the rest is a substance so i think that question is already being answered but i hope they're also thinking the way we're thinking mm. that the aspect of minister of state there won't be a minister of state looking at the unbundling of ministries now yes. as they want it to be i pray they are thinking the way we're thinking that would also be fine yeah because you will hold people responsible if you have a minister and minister of state who would you hold responsible for minister obviously uh, so uh, the other person will just tell you i'm just a minister of state it's, yes. but now as it is with the unbundling i hope they are also looking at that light to fizzle out Minister of State and every other minister will be held responsible to the rules and responsibility. All right. You can be a part of the conversation this morning. 90 and head on to all our social media handles on Facebook. It's facebook.com for slash JFM Joss and of Twitter at JFM Joss and be a part of the conversation this morning. I'll take the numbers again, 90 Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. All right, do well to call us back zero nine zero five five six 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 nine nine or zero eight one two one eight seven 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 seven. Hello, good morning. Yeah, hello, good morning. Morning, welcome to the show. What's your name and where are you calling us from? I'm Bala. I'm calling from uh, Pedra Lucas. All right, Bala, go ahead. All right, nice discussion. I really enjoy what is going on. My question is, uh, I I suppose that every state is supposed to have. A minister, right? Yes, a representative, yes. And then uh, there are quite some states that have not been nominated. Mm, they're still coming but up with the list, list yes. Real, yes, but you realize that some uh, states like Bauchi already have double have nomination, nominated. yes. Yes, yeah, so I just want him to throw more light on that. All right. All right, Bala. Thank, Thank you so much for your question this morning. And um, before we give you an opportunity, we'll just take all the calls um, so that you can speak. 90 555 Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. All right, do well to call us back and be a part of the conversation, www.facebook.com forward slash JFM Joss and of Twitter at JFM Joss. Please, can you turn down the volume of your radio set or move away from it, please? Good morning. Sorry, good morning. Morning, welcome to the show. What's your name and where are you calling us from? Okay, my name is Putnik. I'm calling from Standard. All right, go ahead. Yes, let me, first of all, your guest in the studio. I spoke almost everything in the man of Nigeria. Mm. But what I wanted to add is that there's no difference between Tunubu and Buhari. Because when Buhari come on board, Buhari cry and look for the, to become a president of Nigeria for more than how many years? Yeah. Go to four times that he contested. Mm. When he came, what did he do? He went to bring in friends, the people that he know, that he believe on. What did they do? Did they achieve anything? No. Today, now look at the Nigeria. The same way that Tunubu is going. Tunubu make a statement, he said he's got no for where Buhari stop. Mm. And I, from all education, it's so clear that he's got no from where we are stop. Because all those people that he bring, former governor, past this, past that, what did they really do according to your guys? I'm, I'm supporting you of it. What did they really do in their state? Eight of five and the developed Kaduna, yes, we don't take it away, but he divide Kaduna mm. in a religious way. Eight, uh, we can come to PDP, take PDP apart. Then he's not going to be a minister by two uh, two uh, uh, we And eight of five go to that place, they are going to divide the ministry. I'm picking Buhari, uh, Tunugu. Mm. The only thing that is that he's not going to last there. 
by his grace of God, the court he must do the right thing. <laughs> he will leave that place. And those senators that he's nominated, somebody that just contested a senator, mm. they just wait a minute and two months will now remove him to come and become a minister. Then they now waste our money, our taxpayer money to go and conduct another election, to put another senator there. And I'm feeling those senators, because by some court now start with uh, Tinubu yeah. out, those ministers are going to go in the same way. Mm. And I want to remind him, Nigeria is burning fire. There is another in Africa that when your neighbor is there, is burning fire. Pour water on your own. So Nigeria is our neighbor uh, to Nigeria. Yes, And it it's is. burning fire. Mm. Go to market, we don't price everything in the market. Look at the inflation, transportation, price of things, everything in the market. Nigeria is casting fire. To go to pour water on his beard, the focus to remove him. Or All else, right. you will see what will happen. Thank you. Thank you so much for your contribution this morning. Yeah. It's quite funny. I, I almost wanted to laugh there while I he should, was I talking. Also, uh, I saw a news yesterday that got me not laughing, but got me worried. Um, the Adamawa situation. Yes, so that um, um, like, okay, the strange looting of warehouses. Before we happened during COVID, but warehouse being looted, the governor calling for you know for what you call it um, lockdown, lockdown coffee, coffee. And I, I hope, I hope this is not the new trend in Nigeria because most times when things like this start in one place, usually has ripple effects. Ripple effects, and, and people start things. to do it in other states. We are hoping that it doesn't escalate to that. Hello, good morning. Uh, good morning, my sister. Morning, welcome to the show. What's your name and where are you calling us from? This is uh, Jusat from Iti Joshua. Hi, Jusat, go ahead. Uh, Mecca and my friend and uh, my sister and guests in the studio. Uh, uh, the government of the day, they do not call in the right, in the, uh, in the right time. That's what I've been putting because it's not the witch of Nigeria that I may give to Nigerians. And uh, by the grace of God, they will not last on that road because the kind of problem that they put to Nigeria within these two two months is not is not a laughing something. They are talking about Niger, 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 Niger. Why Nigeria are, are, are on fire? Let me tell you something. By the grace of God, if really we are serving a true God, this man is not what we bargain for. That's the truth of the matter. Let us tell us the truth. Because when I speak at times, some people will see, we think that uh, because of uh, maybe I'm not, I did not vote for Tinibu, that was why I'm talking like this. But why is this the day of election? Uh, uh, House of Rest and Assemblies were, were transmitted, but, but, but they say that there's error or maybe cyber uh, attack or presidential. So, we don't even, anything that they are doing, they are, they are, on, their, they are on their own. They are not with Nigeria. God bless you this morning. Thank you so much for your contribution. We just head on to our social media platform because of our time and read your comments and we'll give the opportunity for Santos Lara to give his final comments before he leaves. On Facebook, Ayur Daily Agbaviyak says, the presidential nomination list for me is all about compensation. I am not surprised. It is the APC. It is what it is. Just to counter this a bit. What if the president is only working with those he knows how to work with? Maybe. Just maybe. Divinely, Lucas says, I am sad by the appointments at all levels, federal and state. Reason being that at the federal, if Sinubu is being fair with his appointments, he should not have reappointed old people who have been in politics but can't see the technocratic character in them. Ex-governors appointed, while we have credible people on ground, forgive me. Well, on the next list to come from the plateau, I recommend C.J. Dakar's SAN. And, okay, he said the governor promised to appoint youths and women.
but I can't see any indigenous young people appointed. He adds, Cyprian Mafia says, National Assembly was given 70 billion, and let's say each of them gets a Prado Jeep that costs at least 50 million. A university professor is paid 450,000, those who are not being owed. So in a year, he will earn 5 to 6 million naira if he doesn't touch his money. So, if he decides to buy a Prado, he will need to save his salary for 10 years Especially without touching his salary. Because he has done analysis to, on this. <laughs> to buy that car. Um, to, to buy a car that was given to our politicians for doing nothing. Wow. Okay, this was an analysis from his principal, uh, Peter Obi. Mm. Okay, um, interesting one. Temple Shinlad says, what a country. The questions are, can this be called a country? Is there presence of government in the life of Nigerians? What are the masses really benefiting, benefiting from these so-called leaders? Security, zero. Education, expensive. Good roads, zero. Electricity, poor. And health, zero. With an emoji of his hands on his head. Principal Joseph Milimu says, How can the likes of Dave Umahi, who is a sitting senator, be appointed as a minister? Is he the only competent person in the point states? Don't we know the cost of conducting another election in these senatorial zones? Why are they wasting resources in the most in the midst of scarcity and hunger in Nigeria? Kevin Lewis then shark says, in my opinion, it doesn't matter who is on the ministerial list, but if the job will be done in order to cushion the effect of the hardship of the country. Most Nigerians are docile and they are not asking for too much other than for the basic means of livelihood at an affordable cost to be provided by government, those unproductive politicians can eat the rest of the funds if food, fuel, and power are made available at regulated price for the interest of the average Nigerians. And I think this is where our problem starts from. Mm. Comrade Yusuf Bitru says, to me, that list of ministers from BAT is baseless as his presidential office is not yet confirmed by the court. All we are yearning for is a new Nigeria void of corruption, tribalism, sentiment, and religious differences. Comrade Dawas says, this is amazing. It is only in Nigeria that you see a sitting senator being appointed again to serve as a minister. Did our leaders truly care about the citizens? And when are we getting it right as a matter of urgency? The attention of this administration down to the state level should focus on the economic hardship of Nigerians and the insecurity in the country. Finally, Peter Agnes says, Let's wait and see the blind list. Well, APC has dealt with us in the past and we are still facing some challenges. I hope Mr. President Bola Tinubu needs to take us out of bondage because the masses do not benefit anything from them. Nothing to write them about this country, especially some of our leaders. Um, she ends, I think he ends that one there. All right, we'll take a final comment from Mr. Santos Larup and also maybe answer the question that that caller Yeah, asked. I think... Um Thank you very much to our callers uh, for the question that Bala asked. Uh, thank you uh, for asking that question. It's just that you find out that based on the constitution, yes, 37, each state has a right to send in a minister. But again, where you find out the geopolitical zones, again, over time, has been considered by those who were president. So you now find that a state can get to. Mm. Plato in the past also had that kind of opportunity. Mm. So I think uh, the aspect of Bauchi now having two, you find out Bauchi has a state and then maybe a geopolitical zone, mm. not East. Mm. But the conflict would be if at the end of ho the whole list, you find out that a state has almost three and another state doesn't have 
uh, equal equal a minister nomination. then mm. it will be a problem mm. but of course the 36 with abuja as it is would definitely have a representation yeah. but again the way it is handled it's unlike the way it should be because when you're talking about it should also consider other platforms as in let the state send in the name not the party yes. but of yes. course you find out that even when the pdp as it then was was the head over there it always happens that way but again you see bad traits should be corrected mm. in terms of having us all inclusive in this game mm. uh, the other one that i think from the comments is that it's not also about anybody being there but again the functionality of that person and then the credibility of that person mm. but again as we look forward we also hope uh, that distance will come uh, and go but give and take mm. of course the wheel still rolls and mm. we keep rolling all right, the wheels to hold. Um, I hope we can hold no long enough. <laughs> I, I um, hope that we're patient enough to hold because oh, Nigerians are deep asking how long do we have to wait. Kunben Bish to says, both Wiki on Twitter, both Wiki and Erify have made people like me never to ever trust what they say openly. These two speak on live cameras that they are never going to speak, come back as ministers because they have done it before. Mm. These are the same guys on ground now, and he adds, Haba. Mm. I just had to say all the comments we have on social media. All right. We want to thank you so much, Mr. Santos Lara, for being a part of the show. Um, Nigerians, uh, well, we have to just wait, see how the screening process goes, and then we can, we can now decide or we can now tell where this country is heading if we get to see the final list and the final nomination and the designated ministries given to this set persons on the list. And we're hoping that, um, as we've said, it's functionality, that these people function in such ministries to help us come out from this dire, dire situation that we're in and maybe give Nigerians a bit of hope that this country will be better. Abiga. Thank you very much. <laughs> out of trouble and spread love. Thank you, Abigail. Thank, Thank you. America. Thank you so Thank much you for being on the show. Your colleagues in the studio. Thank you so much. The news Thank comes you. up by 10 o'clock. Keep your eyes locked on to J101.9 FM. Good morning. Thank you for listening to JFM Podcast.